So when you look back at the worst investment I ever made, it wasn't in dealing with monetary. It was the idea of investing and believing in people and in believing in my own judge of character. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever, stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk. But to win big, you've got to reduce it. My name is Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Investment Research, and I'm here with featured guest Patrick Woke. Patrick, are you ready to rock? I'm ready to go. All right. So Patrick Woke is a passionate strategic entrepreneur, idea creator, and thought leader whom is driven to build new generation tools for transnational entrepreneurs, skilled in international negotiations, global business planning, startup coaching, and sales. Dr. Woke was awarded a Doctorate of Philosophy degree, a PhD, from the University of Science and Technology, where I got my degree. And he has numerous recognitions for his teaching at USTC and Tech Day Monterey. Dr. Woke is also a responsible, open-minded, and positive individual. I can attest to that. And gives a great deal of care for nature and society, family, and education. He enjoys cycling, swimming, and running. Patrick, take a minute, fill in any missing items from that intro, and tell us something about your personal life. I think that was an excellent introduction, and I appreciate it, Andrew. Yeah. Currently, I am at the uh, University of uh, Minnesota, so I'm a professor here, and I teach uh, cultural entrepreneurship, which we discussed a little bit before the program. Mm. And it's really an outstanding program that taps into the, the new creative economy and uh, really looks at the next generation of where the economy is going. So we're very excited at the program. There's only 10 programs in the world that are currently doing this. So we're very excited to be a part of the next generation of entrepreneurs. That sounds pretty exciting. And of course, you'll also get the excitement of a Minnesota winter. (laughs) very much thank you very much i don't know if i'm necessarily that excited yes exactly but yeah i'm looking forward to it yeah so now it's time to share your worst investment ever and since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story okay i had a long thinking about when we initially discussed this about what was my worst investment and you know we all Typically, as uh, entrepreneurs and as uh, business people, we always look at our worst investment as monetary. But I, you know, as I get older, I start to realize it really comes down to opportunity, you know, lost opportunity. And when you even maybe even take a further scope out of that, not necessarily loss of opportunity for yourself, but loss of trust, loss of people that could have been in your life, and loss of other potentials that could have happened from there. Before I met you, Andrew, I was in Shanghai in 2002. I actually came there on September 1st. That was the first day I landed there. And as you know, I had been in China for 15 years afterwards. But within our first year that we were in Shanghai, I went with my classmate. We'll just call him Justin. And Justin and I, we were long-term friends that we met at MBA school. And we were pals. You know, we've been good friends. And we had decided in being in China that we were going to we were going to teach and eventually hopefully set up our own company. By the time we were about three or four months into China, we had gotten our first gig in teaching and somehow teach because we had signed up to teach business because we had an MBA, we had all the pedigree. It was like, hey, we mm-hmm. can teach business in China. We could show the Chinese people how to do business, you know, yeah, which is kind of humorous. <laughs> 
But somehow the people who are coordinating our contract took the word business and instituted the word English, right? And we had decided we had gotten there off the airplane. And literally within the first week, we were teaching English to teach to students, which I am not. I'm probably the last person you'd ever want to learn English from. But since they didn't know English and they didn't know my background, hey, it worked for us. So, but that, that lasted for about three months until we decided to launch our first company, me and Justin, because uh, we knew this gig was probably going to come to an end quick, sooner than later. And we started the company about 2003. And that was right as we decided to launch the company, SARS, which is Fadian hit China. So we went from, and I was one of the major investors, I invested the money. We went from like setting up our new offices, being excited, you know, looking forward to our future to Fadian hit, SARS hit, and basically no one would meet with you. No one would leave their house and all the public services, everything was shut down. Okay. And so, you know, we're, went from this high level excitement to, to, basically having zero business within the first six months. And so what happened from there, Justin was much more industrious than me. Justin decided that he wanted to go and learn Chinese during this period of time, while I and Robert, more so I, wanted to go out and find new business. Now, between you and I and the investors out there, I'll tell you, we really didn't know anything about China, right? But one thing we did identify is we knew a little bit more than the people we were talking to. So we were able to, through our contacts at local Zhangjiang Gaokao, we were able to help companies set up, establish their business, and we were able to help you know, different companies launch their business within China. So we actually kind of played everything on the shoestring, if you know what I mean. So yeah. it was a great opportunity. We actually had a, quite a few clients, more clients than you would expect. And we actually had to started to have a thriving business. The one thing that started to, which leads me to my worst investment was the one thing that started getting to me is Justin started spending more and more time learning Chinese and started spending more time really investing and in kind of building his repertoire, building up his value. And at the same time, I was out hunting business, right? And so, at the same time, we were getting some business in. And I started to look at, say, you know, hey, what are you doing, Justin? Hey, what are you doing? What is Robert doing? Robert was another partner. And I started to really question them. Mm. And this kind of eventually left, along with SARS, kind of led us to eventually to a breakup of probably about a year later of the company. And one of the things that as I look back on my time there you know, anytime you do a first investment, you know this, Andrew, and a lot of invest people go out there, especially when you go to a new country, it's never going to be a, a good first investment unless you're like the, the luckiest person in the world, right? And there are always going to be those first knocks. But the one thing you should not do is break people's trust, right? If you trust people, if you care for them, you got to keep doing it, okay? Mm. If someone believes in you, if someone gives, you know, someone travels way around the world with you, you need to believe that, okay, maybe they're not generating business for you today, but maybe they really do care about what you're doing. And maybe they see something that you don't. And that was probably my worst mistake that I, when I look back, um, even though I did really was relatively successful in China, that if I would have trusted 
some of my business partners more and believed in them more that it would have made a huge difference. I mean, maybe not in the difference of that company because clearly I don't think we knew what, what we were doing, right? But, you know, the first company is always the bad one. So maybe we would have broken up and we could have made another company together. And then, you know, Justin would have had much more stronger footing and could have helped us into, probably to a next level, mm. right? Yep. But because we make those early judgments on people, because we say, hey, what, what are you doing for the company? Instead of saying, you know, I know this guy's character. And, okay, I may not completely understand what's going on, but I'm going to take a leap of, leap of faith and I'm going to believe in him. And as you know, in Andrew, in the business, sometimes people do some weird stuff, you know? They go off in their own direction. And you've got to do a personal check. You've got to say, is he the person or he or she the person that I really met? Am I a good judge of character? And I'll tell you what, one year later, after the company closed, and actually Justin left China, Justin sent me a check for all the money for his quote-unquote share that I invested for him and repaid everything. Wow. He didn't have any responsibility. We hadn't talked in a year because we you know, didn't leave on always the best terms. Ooh. But that shows you the character that Justin had. Yep. So when you look back at the worst investment I ever made, it wasn't in dealing with monetary. It was the idea of investing and believing in people and in believing in my own judge of character. Man, uh, there's a lot to that story and I can feel your emotion in it. And I would say there's some real parallels to my life. I would like to kind of summarize what I take away from what you said. I started a business in 1995 with my best friend, Dale Lee, and we started Coffee Works in Bangkok. And in 1996, we started, we had our business plan and we were starting to get some sales. And then in 1997, there was the Asian financial crisis that originated in Thailand. So just like you, there was a, an event that happened. You could say SARS was completely unpredictable, whereas you could say that if you really knew about studying economics and all that, you could have maybe predicted the Asian financial crisis, but we didn't know any of that. So, and it also is a case that we were setting up a business in a country that we didn't really know much about at all. So there's a lot of parallels there. One of the things that's interesting about the difference though, is that somehow, and I can't say that I knew that it was going to turn out this way. Dale ended up being this very persistent guy who never broke the trust of myself and the other shareholders. And that business now has been running for 25 years. We've got 100 employees. We've got roughly, let's say, 5 or $6 million in revenue. And Dale and I own it together. And I can just say from observing him through a really difficult time, the trust just grew. And that allowed me really to step back and just let him go and support him as much as I can. The other thing that I think that is a really important takeaway from this is that people contribute in different ways in business. They don't necessarily contribute in the way that myself or you or anybody else contributes, but that doesn't always mean they're not contributing. And I think that's a lesson that I take away is be patient 
So when people ask me about startups, and I do a lot of stuff on startups, I say there's three things that matter when you're looking at investing in a startup. Number one, do I trust this person? Number two, is it a good idea? Number three, can they execute? But if you don't have trust, there's no point in going on to the others. And so I think that you certainly show a lot of maturity and the ability to look back and see where you went wrong. So fantastic. So let me ask you, did I miss anything in that? You can hear a little bit of my story in that. No, no, I think your story had a better end than mine. Yeah. But I think it's absolutely right. You know, one of the, the challenges that you have as an entrepreneur is, as you pointed out, trust. But I think the biggest challenge we have is, do we trust, when we say, oh, do I trust them? The real question is, do we trust ourselves and our own judgment, right? Mm. And I think the one thing that China, my time in China has taught me is, Sometimes it's better take your time to build something, but when you build something, don't ever give up on it. Just fight for its life and fight. If you have friends, if you have colleagues in it that you really are committed to, sit down with them and fight for them too. But always be willing to try to find out how they're contributing. Always try to be willing to see from their point of view because it's so easy to judge yourself. It's so easy to judge others, but Mm. being patient is not an easy thing you know yep not an easy thing well i think that's a great way to close this story and let me say that for our listeners there you have it another story of loss to keep you winning to find more stories like this previous episodes and resources to help you reduce your risk visit myworstinvestmentever.com as we wrap up, Patrick, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. You showed that it is sometimes painful talking about our losers, but our listeners are learning to win as a result. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Believe in yourself. I like that. All right. Again, thanks for another great story to help us, all of us, to create, grow, and protect our wealth. Fellow risk takers, I'll see you on the upside. <laughs>